Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness, brought to you by Element OP Productions, elementopie.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Good evening, everyone, or morning, or afternoon, or pre-evening, depending on when you're listening to this. Welcome to the 42nd installment, numbered sequentially from the beginning of One Meal, One Workout. I am your host, Aaron Butler, also known as the Former Fat Guy. Unfortunately, that URL was already taken, or you'd be listening to the Former Fat Guy podcast. Uh, With me are my co-hosts and uh, co-conspirators in crime. And what we're trying to do is steal back the life of the world from the fat epidemic. I just made all that up right then. Don Sullivan, how's it going, Don? I'm well. How about yourself? Pretty good. When you lean forward like that, the lighting on you makes you look like you're in like a, a Russian gulag movie. It's very Tron, actually. <laughs> it's, or uh, I was thinking also like he's on the North Pole somewhere like that. <clears throat> and then the other voice you heard that, that threw the Tron word in is Mr. Mark Cockrell, Greetings. the man behind the desk running the, the fighters and the sliders and the knobs and the widgets and everything in the pod pod 2.0 technology is fighting me today. Oh, and it's an evil wicket. All right. So Mark, speaking of technology, uh, did you use any technology to do your taxes or do you use pencil and paper? H and R block online. This is an unpaid. So unsolicited, uh, testimonial yesterday at about, um, 5.15 or so, I sat down to do my taxes. By 6 o'clock, I was done, filed, and ready to go. Awesome. Um, it's an awesome story. I've been using it for years, and they, they, they just save all your information. And so the right. next year, your W-2 is already there. You just change the amounts, and your dependents are already there. And, you know, everything is – so you just click, 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 and done. So if you're not doing that, it's uh, 35 bucks a year, I think. Well worth it. Uh, and, and I've done the same thing with TurboTax. Uh, works pretty much the same way. And if you're just doing a 1040 EZ, it's free. Right. So if, is H&R Block. Yeah. yeah. And if you've got to itemize, then it's a little bit more. But yeah, that, that, that's the way to do it. Um, yeah, I've done that for the last several years. And it is it is a dandy. I had my return back by February this year, uh, which was awesome. And it was spent by February as well. Yeah, I totally shouldn't have waited as long as I did, but there was a, a certain confidence there, knowing it wasn't wouldn't take long. I didn't feel any in any hurry Pressure. to do it. Right. Now, are you a let the government be your savings plan kind of guy, or are you a give them as little as possible, or are you a pay it at the end guy? Um, I, my ideal return would be to send them a check for one dollar. Right. This year, I paid the state of Georgia. The state of Georgia, because we pay state taxes here in Georgia, owed me thirty four dollars. And it cost me 36 to file my state taxes. <laughs> so it cost me two bucks this year to file my state taxes. I, I got I got a little bit back on my federal, but not a whole lot. So that was pretty good. Is Don still with us? And we just lose him in the hangout? Or is he, is he actually no, gone? I'm still around. Yeah. T- technology is fighting me today as well. Don't fear not, Mark. How about this, some um, old? Go ahead, Mark. This is major Google update day. And it apparently is. they weren't quite ready for it. Well, I tried to launch a Hangout to get started, and when I launched my Hangout, it actually took me to a whole different format that I'd never seen before. Yes. It was very strange. Yeah, it's basically, if you don't have any friends, here's some other people that are are hanging out. Go join theirs. Yeah, exactly. Don, I see you did something to your bicycle, and your life is better. That's amazing. I I raised my seat by about an inch, just just as an afterthought. I was stopped at a intersection waiting for some cars to go by. And had my foot on the ground. I was like, well, you know, I can't quite get my knees all the way out. I wonder if I'm going to fall on my face whenever I stop. If I bring my seat up a little bit, I'll try it. I'm on the way home from work. If I fall down, I'll just laugh at myself and hopefully I won't ruin my pants or anything. And wow, it was so much better. That's awesome. Yeah, you want to be able to get that full extension if at all possible. Yeah. That is, that's, uh, that's really cool. Now, I don't want to get too far into the show without talking, telling what everybody, what our topic is going to be today. We are going to talk about joining a gym, which one you should join, which one you shouldn't join, or if you should even join one. And, uh, that's going to be our topic of discussion. But before we do that, I got an email from a listener I'd like to read to you. Um, this is from Frank. And Frank says, hi, guys. I'm assuming he's talking to me, Mark, and Don. I wanted to share my appreciation for your podcast. It's very helpful and entertaining. I don't like to run. It's not for me. So what are the alternatives? We do a lot of walking around our neighborhood and local parks. We also cycle the bike trails at the local parks. We have hiking trails within a few minutes' drive. 
What other activities do you find to keep the whole family involved and still make it fun for the kids? Do you plan family vacations around fitness or do you let it all go for the trip? So let me just jump in there on those questions real quick. We play Frisbee. We play tag. We play a little baseball. But we do go heavy as far as family um, activity on the hiking. That's one of our favorite things to do. We also have started taking the dogs for walks, which is quite the adventure with Nathaniel. Um, Don, I guess for you, um, family activity involves, you know, taking Maggie to the changing table and then from the changing table. You can't really take her hiking right now. I guess you, unless you carried her, I guess. No, but we spend a lot of time in the yard. Um, we do, I mean, it's not like a ton of physical activity, but just taking her out and letting her run around and blowing bubbles. And there's plenty of activity to kind of, you know, plenty, rather plenty of opportunity to just kind of walk around and chase her and enjoy ourselves and, um, you know, not be on your butt in the air conditioning. We're I'm really not- trying to take advantage of that because it gets so hot and humid down here that you kind of have right. to take it when it's here. And Mark, I know you recently took the whole family to the zoo and spent the day walking. Yeah, we, uh, to, to the latter part of his question is, do you let it all go or do you plan around exercise? It's kind of neither. We don't plan activities based on how much exercise we'll get, but we don't plan to uh, be sedentary either. So we, we, I mean, kids don't like to be sedentary. So if you're taking kids, right. you're going to be active anyway. Yeah. Uh, young kids, but by the time they hit ten or twelve, they'd rather sit in the air conditioning. Unfortunately, yeah, some people, some people, you know, will plan their vacation to just sit. I'm going to go to the beach with a little drink with the umbrella in it, and I'm going to sit in a chaise lounge, you know, at the edge of the water and and dangle my feet in the water, and I'm not going to do anything for five days. That, you know, two years ago, that would have been a pretty decent vacation for me. I we don't plan our vacations necessarily around. Activity, even though some of our things of choice recently have been active, like hiking and camping. But if I'm going to go on a trip that doesn't involve activity by by default, like if we're not going to go camping, if we're going to go, say, visit family, I will make an effort to still continue my regular workouts even when I'm doing that. So like my mom was here last week, so we were technically on a quote-unquote vacation even though we were staying at my house. And I took the advantage of having grandma, Granny B, as we call her here, to go, Cheryl and I went and walked each morning um, while she was still kind of waking up and getting her coffee. Nathaniel was just kind of chilling around the house. So Cheryl and I went out and did a little run every morning, three of the mornings while she was here. That was that was great. So then he, uh, he actually goes into, I don't want to go too far into it because I don't want to give it away about next week, but he actually gave us this show topic. Does anyone experience have experience they can share on steps to join again, uh, join a gym? I've never been to one. And uh, what do you do once you join? Do you need a personal trainer and, and several other questions? And we're going to get into that in just a second. But first, a quick article that may make some of you dance and shout and cheer for joy. If we hear, if you hear a ah in the background, that's the crowd going wild. Uh, an article from Gizmodo, I believe Mark actually found this one, called Chocolate Can Help Keep You Slim. That's because I'm doing my daily research on chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Only to be superseded by bacon, right? Yes. Uh and it and it, and there's actually been you know uh, quite uh, quite a lot of research done in, about dark chocolate and the what is it the uh, the antioxidants in dark chocolate and the flavonoids and all that kind of stuff. I actually have a bag of dark chocolate covered blueberries in my refrigerator. That's kind of my treat. Where I'll grab four or five of them to give me something sweet to chew on. Uh, but yeah, this doesn't say like the article says you can't stuff your face full of candy all day and keep your weight down. But uh, it was found that they did a study of a thousand people. Analyzed diet, calorie intake, and BMI, and they found those who ate chocolate a few times a week were slimmer than those who ate it less frequently. Now, they are not positive. They think that there were other factors involved, They, but they counted in. They counted the exercise. They counted different things. And they seem to think that, uh, that the composition of the calories, the type of stuff in chocolate can actually help um, – help you. Like I was saying before, it says there's antioxidants called catechins, which improve lean muscle mass and reduce weight. So go out and buy a bag of Hershey's dark, special dark and eat the entire thing. Twice. You will, you will lose a thousand pounds. If you believe any of that, you're I've on the wrong bridge. Show. I'm going to show you <laughs> bridge. I want to sell you in Arizona. So oceanfront property. That's what it was. In hey, that stuff's even on sale because it's post Easter. So 
go, go nuts. Yeah. Well, I, I have to confess right here in front of the entire interweb, and I actually mentioned it on another show the other night. Easter Sunday was Easter Sunday for those that celebrate Resurrection Day. Uh, and I ate an entire six-inch chocolate bunny. Not the hollow kind, the solid kind. It was, yes. it was, it was M&M chocolate. It had a little picture of an M&M on the front of it, but it was a chocolate bunny. And I, I rationalized it for two reasons. Actually, I didn't rationalize it at all. I totally knew what I was doing. <laughs> I wanted it all to be gone before Monday. I didn't want it to linger. I didn't want to just dabble it all, you know, chew on it. So I just yeah, broke off a piece of it. And I was like, you know, what? I'm going to eat the whole thing. And I just ate it and it was done. And I was, didn't eat a big dinner because I had a six inch chocolate bunny in my belly. Um, it was probably, I think looking on the back, it was like 860 calories. So it was an entire meal in that one chocolate bunny. It it's was not dark chocolate. For some people. Say what? That's two, two meals. meals for some people. Yeah, not for me. That's, that's usually my dinner size. Dinner calories is about 800 calories. And so, um, yeah, that was it. And since then, uh, today's Wednesday, three days in, you know, almost 72 hours since then, I've had one Hershey's mini dark chocolate special. And that's it. And I had that at work today in the afternoon, just kind of as a sweet treat to keep me going through the afternoon hours. So that's it. You know, I was, it was done. I was like, you're dead to me. Here's what my <laughs> lovely wife did for me. Uh, if, if you're any kids are listening, you might want to cover their ears. I don't want to uh, ruin any childhood fantasies. But uh, when my wife was out buying the candy that would go in the eggs that we would hunt, she bought intentionally stuff I don't like. So like I don't oh, I nice. don't I don't do jelly beans. I don't like them. I don't like gummies. I don't like them. So 100 percent of what she bought was things I don't like. And then she bought me two little uh, Reese's peanut butter cup bunnies. Because I like those. So, I, you know, I have one one day and then like a week later, I'll have another one. And the rest of it, I just don't like. Tell her, thank you for me, for you, for me. <laughs> yeah. I've and kind of Don. done the same thing. We are, my wife and I both are huge Reese's egg addicts. Oh, there's just something about that the says egg. Reese's at the beginning of it. <laughs> anything, but you there's something about the Reese's egg that monkeys? makes it better than, than everything else. Yeah. <laughs> you said Reese's no. shoe leather. I'd be like, give me a piece of that. Does it have the peanut butter in it? Yes, give it here. So we usually for Easter we'll wait until the day after and then go to Walmart and get a bag, the big bag, the like two pound bag of them, one for each of us. Like that's Don, how any, we any roll. The reason you're climbing inside of your camera. <laughs> and we did not this year. I haven't had a single egg, not one. And that's awesome. I don't know what happened, but it's way better than having Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Reese's heartburn. You made a good decision of what you did. You made a smarter choice, as I, as I say on my blog. All right. Let's jump into the topic at hand. Why should I look, what should I look for in a gym? Let's do, we're gonna, I kind of broke it down into a few sections. So the first thing we're going to do is, you know what? I, I'm going to flip it around. I'm just going to flip the whole thing. I'm going to flip the show. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, all right. So first of all, should you join a gym is the question you need to ask yourself. Should you join a gym? And then if the answer is yes, then we'll talk about which one you should and why you should and all that. So for me, the answer is, Aaron, should you join a gym? The answer is no. And the reason is I, right now where I'm at, I'm not big into weights. Uh, I don't enjoy the treadmill very much. And I have access, should I choose to use it, to a small gym at work. So when I want to hit the elliptical to spare my plantar a uh, little bit like I did on Monday, I'll just stay after work for 20, 30 minutes. Jump on the elliptical, do some HIIT, go to last week's episode if you don't know what that is, high-intensity interval training, and I'm done. I don't have to pay 30 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month, 40 bucks a month, whatever. So for me, that's so easy thing that you can just stay at work. That's, that's crazy. I'm I know, way jealous. So what Lots do I do people, if I don't have a gym at my work? Well, then you have to decide, is it, is, is it something that you should do? And it really comes down to your own personal decision. What I would recommend... <clears throat> is uh, to do a trial. Most places will give you 10 days or three trips or something like that. And so try it. If you've never been to a gym, if you've never joined a gym, try it before you ever sign on the dotted line. And we'll get into that a little bit more. But uh, if, if, it's, if you've got money to burn, um, you can buy the equipment that you'd use at the gym and you have it at home and then you're much more likely to use it. If you don't have money to burn and you're on a budget, there are some options with gyms that are quite economical. So let's just pretend for now that everybody should join a gym for the sake of our discussion, that you should try to join a gym if you can. So what should you look for in a gym? 
Mark and Don, feel free to jump in here with your experiences. Have you guys ever, either one of you guys ever been a member of a gym? Yes. Am I the, am I the sole person on this show that has been a member of a gym? No, I, I have, when I was in college, we had the rec center. That's sort of like a gym. Yeah. Uh, and it's a great place to sprain your ankle, by the way. Yes. Uh, you and I have both experienced that. <laughs> uh, Volleyball. But I have never paid a membership to a gym. No. And, and Don, you were saying? I totally have. It was a gym that my work, you know, contracted with or whatever. And they, um, you know, I went there whenever we had a kind of a biggest loser type of contest at the office. I think I went for three or four months. I was going with some friends, actually stuck with it pretty well until I had this boot camp. And I thought I was awesome because I'd been doing like 35 and 40 minutes on the elliptical at a time. I was like, I'm totally ready for a boot camp. And I couldn't walk for three days. And I decided <laughs> I was never going back to that place again. Sabotage yourself. Yeah. All right. So I, I was a member of a gym in Texas for quite a long time. I was a member of a gym here for a little bit. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, and I've been using the gym at my work for the last five years when I actually used a gym. Because uh, for the first three years of that, I didn't do anything really that I could help it. So first thing you need to look for in a gym is hours and access. There's lots of gyms now that are 24-hour. In fact, there's a, there's a franchise, 24-hour fitness. Anytime fitness, there's all these that have the little swipe cards where you go and you swipe your ID and you get in any time of the day or night. Uh, and even the gyms that don't do that will usually have like 5 a.m. to 10 p.m., which is 95% of the time that most people need a gym. So uh, figure out, you want to make sure that you don't sign up a gym that you're squeezing by to get in that closes at 9 and you only get there at 8 every time. That's just, you don't want to have to mess with that because all it's going to be, You'll be running five minutes late, and that'll be your excuse not to go. Well, they're going to be closing at nine, and you'll just blow it off. So what for, you'll see a lot of this is that we're talking about, uh, when you, what you should look for in a gym, is you want to make it as accessible and usable as you can because most people, if there are excuses that they can get away with not working out, they're going to, they're going to use them. So you want to eliminate those excuses wherever you can, remove the variables that can kind of sabotage yourself. So second thing you can look at, is for you, is it franchise versus local? And there's, there's pros and cons to both. The, the franchise is, the advantage of that is a lot of times they have multiple locations and your membership can transfer. So say, like we were talking about vacation a minute ago, uh, say I'm a member of uh, LA Fitness and they've got them all over the nation and we go to vacation in, I don't know, LA and they have an LA Fitness there, imagine that. And so if I wanna go work out at the gym while I'm on vacation, usually you can go for free on a lot of them or maybe a $5 uh, day charge or something like that. So that's something to look at. In fact, a lot of gyms just have a $5 day charge. So if you, if you really like to work out and you're on vacation and you wanna, and your hotel or your resort doesn't have a gym and you just wanna go get a workout in, uh, usually you can pay five bucks and go work out at the gym. And it's, that they don't have a problem with doing that. Now, the advantage of the local gym is a lot of times they are more flexible. Um, they're more forgiving. If you are late on a payment or something like that, a lot of times they'll work with you on plans. And you also, a lot of times, can get to know the owners. And uh, and it just kind of ends up being more like a family type affair. And you, you get a little bit of, of a community in a smaller kind of local gym. And the one I was in, in in Tyler was actually a fairly large local gym. You know, and I knew the owner and I knew the trainers and saw the same people in there and which that happens at most gyms, but it, it was kind of nice. So, uh, but overall, the big thing is, and I have it in here, uh, as the third point under what shall I look for in a gym is location, location, location. And what I mean by that is if it's a task or a hassle to get to it, then a lot of times you just won't get to it. Uh, because in all honesty, there are people who like to work out and there are people who don't like to work out. And there's more of the latter than there is the former. And so you want a gym that's convenient. I'll be honest with you. There's a gym four minutes from my house. And one of the reasons I'm not a member for, for, of, of it is it's four minutes from my house. Right. <laughs> I have to get in my car and drive to go to it. I know for me, I want to make my exercise as accessible as possible. Now, I'll drive like one day a week maybe to go to the trail to run. But I, I love, the thing I love about running and walking is I literally put my shoes on and walk out the door and I'm exercising. Uh, so location, location, location. It's, it's a big deal. Sometimes You're looking for that place you pass by on the way to and from work every That's day. That's what I was just going to say. The yeah, sign, but, you want to just 
See, you want to have that reminder every day when you're coming home from work. There right. it is. I pay for it. I just pull over. <laughs> it's right there. Yeah, you and should then, pass a gym on the way to the donut shop. Exactly. Perfect. <laughs> the other day, uh, Monday, actually, I had taken my clothes to work and my shoes, which is another reason I don't work out a lot at work because it's another hurdle. I have to remember to take my shoes and clothes, and I don't do that very often. Planning to work on the elliptical. But at the end of the day, I was kind of tired, and I thought, well, I'll just go home, and I'll do my regular workout tonight. And I was like, no, I really need to do the elliptical because I'm trying to spare my plantar fasciitis and make sure that's healed up because I've got a race this Saturday. Running nerds races this Saturday. Maybe I'll remember Tess the other day. Uh, Don doesn't because Don was not here that night, but uh, uh, Tess Sobo was with us from Running Nerds a couple of weeks ago. Well, her 5K is this Saturday, and Cheryl and I are running in it. And I decided uh, I'm just going to go home. You know, and I got off the elevator, and I was like, you know what? I'm standing here with my shoes and my clothes in a bag. I am literally 30 feet from the door to the gym. I'm just going to go to the gym. So I went in, put my clothes on, did my high-intensity interval training, sweated like crazy, breathed like I just ran a marathon, got my stuff, went home. And then that evening, I actually went out for a walk just to kind of stretch my legs at my regular time uh, for about a mile or mile and a half, something like that. So, you know, if the gym's not accessible, mine's in the building. You're talking about driving by it on the way home from work, Don. I literally walk 20 feet from it to go in and out of the building every day. And so, uh, yeah, location, location, location. All right. So you decided you found a gym that's got good hours and uh, you, you're going with a franchise or whatever in this great location. So here are some red flags. When you go in that gym and you do your walkthrough and you go to look at it and you check it out, um, they should give you a tour, a rock and roll tour, touring state fairs. No, sorry. <laughs> With other they members should, of the Playtone Galaxy? <laughs> yes. This is the full bore. You should, they should give you a tour of their facility, and they should be knowledgeable. They should tell you what this equipment is, what it's used for. They should take you around. If they don't give you at least that minimum service, they don't really want you as a customer, and they're not going to take care of you. So. That's beside the point. So the first thing you want to look for as you're on this tour is broken equipment. You want to look and see, do they have four machines out of their nine that have signs on them that say out of order? Do they have uh, pieces of uh, dumbbell like over in the corner that are cracked and, and bars that don't have clasps on them? And, uh, you know, is the place run down? Basically, that's what I'm saying. You want to make sure that things in good in good shape. You want to place this in good shape and has good equipment. Everything that had to be brand new. Um, we had the gym that I was uh, at in Tyler had uh, upstairs had all new equipment. The downstairs had all old equipment. I'm talking 15, 20 years old, but it was in great shape. Everything was oiled and greased in the appropriate places and everything worked wonderfully. And Mark, what were you, what were you going to jump in on there on that? Well, I was going to say uh, uh, not necessarily a, a red flag, but something you want to look for is do they have multiples equipment or uh, uh, t try to take your tour when they're busy, like a busy yeah. time. If there's people waiting around, if they've got one elliptical and there are four people standing around reading a magazine waiting to get on the elliptical, that's probably not a good red thing. Red flag. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and that's true. Even dumbbells is a great example. Most people will want to use dumbbells. And if they only have one set, of the core, the main, like the 20s, 25s, and 30s that most people use like for light for starting out. And that's going to be a problem a lot of times. That's a great point, Mark. From a, from a financial um, side, if the place won't offer you a trial or at least one free visit, don't join it. They're stupid and they're ugly and we don't like them. <laughs> not, they're not ugly. I'm Doo -doo not making a yeah. No, that, that's Their just face ridiculous. is dumb. If they won't give you a trial, um, I I actually worked out for about a month and a half on trial memberships. Now I was honestly <laughs> <laughs> trying them out. I wasn't just you know using them, but I went to four different gyms, and one place had a ten day, one day's place had a five day, and the other place gave me three one shots. Uh, last winter when we had all that cold weather and the snow and everything. I took advantage of it, and I actually ended up, this is what I did, I paid up front for two months, January, February, at the gym that's four miles from my house because the weather was horrible, and I knew that I would, I would be more likely to drive four miles than I would be to run in sleet. Yes. Not that I mind rain, but it was literally like five degrees, <laughs> you know, and raining and sleeting and everything else. <clears throat> so I paid more money than you normally have to pay. I paid 50 bucks for two months 
and I used the gym three days a week for two months, except for a couple of odd days where the weather got up in the 40s. And I felt like that was a great investment. It kept me active, kept me going. I took advantage of all the weights and stuff while I was there that I normally wouldn't have. I, they had the cool cardio machines. Every cardio machine they had had a TV on it. So I'd take my headphones. They had cable. I'd watch an episode of fill in the blank, whatever show happened to be on, Mythbusters usually while I did my exercise. And okay. it was great. So, um, but if they don't give you a trial where you can try it out, that it's not a well-run establishment. All the big chains will give you a trial. If you look in the paper, most places will have a 10-day trial or a five-day trial or something like that. The second thing you want to watch is don't go to some place that's going to have a uh, super long contract. You don't want a place that says, well, we'll give you $25 a month um, as our regular deal, or we'll give you $10 a month if you'll sign up for three years. That seems like a better deal at the time, but you're committing yourself to three years of making that payment. So you really got to balance that. And we'll talk, there's a couple of things we'll talk about that in just a moment because some of the people have some pretty good deals that way. So watch out for super long contracts. They shouldn't have, you shouldn't have to do a super long contract. You may have to do a year. Um, that's pretty typical, but nothing long. And then the next thing is <clears throat> if they are open 24 hours, <clears throat> what hours will they have somebody on staff? to answer questions, um, and is their staff knowledgeable? Is the guy behind the counter look like you? <laughs> and you're just now starting your fitness uh, progress. He's probably not the guy you want to ask about the proper way to do a squat. You want the staff to either be trainers or at least people who are in shape and know the equipment and know how to work out. So is there somebody there that can help you when you're open? And, uh, and I, I think that stole, was – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I I, I was just say, I, and I, I just stole somebody's thunder. Somebody typed that in there, but I couldn't, didn't see who it was, so I just took that, it and ran with it. That was totally think, me, so I can just go ahead. Okay, and go ahead, Don. The end of it. Yeah, I think that was one of the main reasons that I quit going to the gym that I was a member of. After a while, I was tired of the elliptical, and that was why I signed up for the boot camp. I thought, well, I got to try something else, and there's somebody there at the boot camp because I'm seeing all these these beef beefcake, you know, muscle bound guys working these machines and these dumbbells and I don't know how to do any of this stuff because I've never been in a gym before and I'm with my buddy who's 350 pounds like I am and he's sweating his behind off on the elliptical and he's losing a bunch of weight too but there's only so much of it you can do uh, you know if you want to move up to the next level if you don't want to just plateau from one of our very old episodes then you've got to move on to something else and I didn't want to go from 40 minutes to an hour on the elliptical because uh -huh. I was tired of being there at, at 20 so yep. You didn't you've know got to have like some, that. yeah, you got to have some resources there to kind of be able to, if you're going to spend time, if you're actually going to be a gym member and spend time at the gym, then, you know, you're going to need to start taking advantage of more of that stuff than just the one machine that you work on. Yeah, And that's something else I, I don't want to pass over. You want to look at gym, a gym that has a lot of different equipment. If you're planning on using any of it, a lot of different weights, like we talked about. Another great feature is that they do offer classes, spin classes, Zumba, you know, the uh, Tybo, I don't know, whatever, all those kind of things. Look for those. And then I would really recommend if you've never worked out, never had a trainer, it, pay for a couple of lessons, a couple of sessions, I should say. Usually you can get a trainer who will give you a package. You pay for three, three sessions. You do one a week for the first three weeks and they will get you kind of set up and get you started. Um, and I would, what I would, this is what I would do. I would go up there. And I would spend the first few times I would go, I would just kind of acquaint myself with the equipment and the thing. And I would find out who the trainers were. And I would try to spot one of those trainers and watch them working with somebody and find out if they're like, okay, do 10 more reps of that. And then looking on their cell phone. Okay. Do five more of that and looking on their cell phone or if they're actually working with the person, uh, and, and get, and get your, uh, get your workout going that way. Also, another great tip is join a gym with somebody or at, a gym that somebody else you know are, is already a member of uh, because you're much more likely to go work out with somebody, but that's just in general. So, And that person may also know how to work some of that equipment that you don't. Exactly, or they may be able to recommend you a trainer if they had a good experience with a, tr a trainer getting started out. Indeed. So the other kind of last red flag I have is watch out for big enrollment costs. Um, sometimes they're not bad. Sometimes they're, they are. Some places will ding you 50 bucks or 100 bucks or 125 bucks a year. You got to watch that reoccurring yearly fee, those kind of things. So just make sure you really read the fine print. I mean, they're as bad as cable companies. I'm shopping around for new internet for my new house, and it's like $19.95 a month for the first three months. 
$64.95 for the next month. <laughs> you know, or or one of them, I actually was chatting with the guy live. It was $19.95 a month for their 6, point, uh, six meg down um, internet speed. I was like, man, that's pretty good. So I was chatting with the guy and I said, so what's my best deal? And he said, I can give you three three meg down for $19.95 a month. And I was like, well, it says right here on the website that I'm looking at behind the chat window that we're talking on that for $19.95 I can get six meg down. He's like, you can if you also sign up for phone service. And otherwise, it's twenty five bucks a month. I was like, "Oh, well, I, I, I might pay twenty five bucks a month. That's half what I'm paying now for six meg down." And because uh, I still get a free modem, right, and a and free installation. No, you have to have the phone service to get the free modem and the free installation. Otherwise, <laughs> you have to pay seventy five dollars for the modem, a hundred dollars for the installation. So what I'm saying, when I so what you're saying is this nineteen ninety five that I see for six meg down, free modem, free installation is only if I have. Only if I pay for the phone service, which is an additional nineteen ninety five a month, and is only if I click on the more details link to go read that. Yes, that's the truth. And I said, thank you. And I closed the chat window. So sometimes you'll find that with gym memberships. You know, no enrollment fee. $10 a month for the first six months. $35 a month for all subsequent months. Yearly annual, uh, you know, rejoin membership fee for $195. That kind of thing. You just got to watch those kind of things. So. Well, Eric, I'm going to dispute that just a little bit, if I may. Um, I, I don't know about... That's absolutely correct. I don't, yeah, I don't know about... <laughs> Other people, and, and clearly it's not how you work, but if it were me, uh, an expensive gym membership would be beneficial because I'm such a tightwad. I'm going to be saying, I paid 350 bucks to use this for six months. I'm going to go use it. Yeah, there, there is some of that, too. I've that, heard that, of plenty of people the say that. Of, uh, and then I've heard plenty of people say, oh, my God, I can't believe I signed myself up for this $45 a month stupid gym membership that I don't even go to anymore. What was I thinking? <laughs> Yeah, it, it, there is some, some people are motivated by cash, like the whole thing of, uh, you know, if you can get lessons for free on something, you know, they won't, people won't even try or won't go to them, but if they're paying for the lessons and they'll, by golly, they're going to go. Uh, yeah, there, there is some of that. Don, you're making me nauseous, by the way. Um, so I've got a link here and I'll put it in the show notes. I hope, hopefully I remember to put it in the show notes and it says, it's called compare and contrast the best gym memberships for your money. And it's just an article from daily finance that kind of breaks down some of the, uh, the big boys, how many locations they have, what their annual membership is, um, that kind of thing. Uh, they, they, they cover, let's see, Pla Snap Fitness, Planet Fitness, LA Fitness, Bally Total Fitness, and 24-Hour Fitness. Thanks who they cover. And they give a pretty good breakdown of it. And the article is, uh, it's a year old, so it's probably not exact, but in most cases, these really haven't changed a whole lot in the last couple of years. And so I'll still put the link there just so you can get a comparison. So in my research, in the last few weeks, I went and did my best to pull up and look at all the, the big boys out there. The best value is Planet Fitness. I don't know if you're familiar with Planet Fitness or not. They have some great low monthly rates uh, that don't require you to sign up forever. And if you're, if you've never been a member of a gym, then you're probably not a giant muscle bound weightlifter guy. I'm just guessing unless you work on a farm and you lift weights all day because you lift tires. And why did Arnold Schwarzenegger slash Jethro accent when I did that? I don't know, but, uh, it's good. I liked it. Go with Thank that. you. At Planet Fitness, we do not allow people to drop the weights. Have you seen those commercials? What, is that a Planet Fitness commercial? I pick things up. I put them down. Is not that Planet Fitness? I have no idea what you're talking about right now. There's this commercial. It's like this normal size guy walking along and this big, huge muscle bound guy. And they're talking about the gym and the muscle bound guys. I pick things up and put them down. I pick things up and put them down. So what do you think about the such and such? I pick things up and put them down. Planet Fitness actually has like a no weight slamming policy. It's a no intimidation zone gym. Uh, you, you will be asked to leave if you're and throwing the weight bars down and yelling and screaming and that kind of stuff because it's mo they want it to be accessible to everybody. They want yeah, I saw the that in the article that there is a strict no grunting policy as well. Yeah, they are. They and I actually actually one of the places that I tried out whenever I was testing all the different gyms. They want the grandma to feel comfortable there. They want the the there. There's people there that you know big muscle strong guys that lift heavy weights, but it's not a uh, um, you know, a peacock contest where you can see you can throw your weights down the loudest and yell the loudest. That's not what it's about. Planet Fitness is more about family and and that kind of thing. Um, I, I so, have a question, Aaron. Yeah. Um, all of these choices that you're listing here assume you live in a uh, a populated area. 
Yes. Um, you know, uh, you're you're saying there's multiple gyms in your area. It, where I live, it's Frank's Heavy Stuff. I mean, that's you know the it's uh, just a guy who has like an old engine block over there that'll let you lift up. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, in a situation like that, what can guys like me do? I mean, uh, say I've decided I I really need some uh, sort of fitness plan. I'm not going to do it on my own. What what are my options? Yeah, the one by my house, they got a tire and a pig. <laughs> they got options. And if you're advanced, you take, put the pig through the tire. That's what we're going to do today. Well, it keeps Mark, him me, from wiggling, so some people say it's easier, but I don't say that. I'm going to come back to Mark's question in just a second. Yeah, the uh, all the big boys um, are going to be in any metro area. And, you know, odds are, you're listening to this, You, the odds are in the favor that you will be somewhere near a gym just because of population density. Uh, is there in the city that you live in, Mark, actually a gym in that city other than at the college? Uh, there is, but it is, it's a, a big rat hole of crap. Awesome. That's fair. How about you, Don? Yeah, we have a Y and we have an anytime fitness and there's okay. a couple of martial arts centers. Do you consider this? Are those considered gyms really? No, no or are we talking no, about something exercise, else? but I wouldn't consider them a gym. So yeah, that's something uh, else. that's, that's one of the things I want to talk about uh, is the YMCA as an alternative because one thing the YMCA often has and some gyms do have, which is a, uh, this is an entirely big topic. Uh, I had it in the notes in my mind. For some reason, I actually didn't type it in there and I almost forgot it and Gretchen would kill me if I did. Daycare. Many gyms now have a play area for your kids. So if you're that stay-at-home mom or that mom that worked all day and now has the kids and you need to go to the gym, a lot of them will have, for a very nominal fee, a place to leave the kids while you work out for an hour. Or like the YMCA, I believe it's included in your gym membership. So if I remember Gretchen correctly, she, her entire family of 40, um, not really, she, she, doesn't, she has five kids. Her family of seven all have a membership to the Y for 80 bucks a month, which seems like a lot until you start trying to get a bunch of individual memberships. And that includes an Olympic-sized pool and childcare. And that's a pretty good deal. You know, uh, 20 bucks a week is not that bad for, for what she's getting out of it. So e explore the Y or some kind of rec center, like neighborhood rec center or area rec center. Mark, to answer your question, <clears throat> if I were Mark Cockrell and I lived in a city, city that was a, had a, a dung hole, you know, horrible rat infested cesspool of sin and despair for a gym, I would say, okay. It would cost me 30 bucks a month at an average gym membership. That's 360 bucks a year. I'm planning on working out for at least the next year. I would go buy $360 worth of equipment. That's what I would do. I would, I would personally, for me, I would probably buy an elliptical uh, online somewhere, like Craigslist or something used, give me some weights, and then begin to educate myself on how to work out at my home. That's really your only option. I mean, you're not going to drive. Nobody that I know of is going to drive. Let me back up. If you're disciplined enough to drive 30 miles one way to go to a gym, you're disciplined enough not to eat too much. <laughs> right. You can just not eat as much sure. and go outside and run around it's the yard. generally true. Well, actually, I, I have an answer to my own question. Okay. Uh, it may not always work, but assuming you're in a, a small area, uh, th this would never work uh, in, a, in a large metropolitan area. But if, if you are in a small area, there's a good chance you can talk to your local school. Who has all sorts of athletic uh, facilities, uh, awesome. and and you you paid for those athletic facilities with your taxes, and uh, all of the schools that I've ever uh, been a part of, both where where my kids go, where I work, where my wife wife has worked, where I went to school, are very open to community members using their facilities. Uh, you know, under certain circumstances, they're not going to give you a key, but uh, but yeah, you might try that. Uh, and I know that the school where I work out, there are guys who show up and, and use the football players' weight room every day, and we let them do that happily. Well, and, and this brings me up to another. You may not live in a giant metropolitan area, but you may live in an area that has a church of a decent size. Yes. And a lot of churches like that will put a little gym in um, for either A, their members for free or a small fee, or non-members for a small fee. Uh, I know there's a church in Tyler there that's got a fantastic gym and basketball court and workout area and all that kind of stuff that they put in as as kind of a community service you know they put it in there for people to have a place to go that's nice and family friendly so yeah so mark that's a great answer to your own question thank you 
And I wanted I to appreciate. give you the opportunity to have the answer first before that I was a good one. I, n- I never would have thought of that because that's something I've never done. So, um, you know, in college, if you're in college, there's usually almost somewhere to work out. You know, I, Mark and I know from from in commerce over it was it a uh, not Smith Hall that was the girls' hall. What was it? Hubbard Hubble. Remember in Hubble Hubble dorm, they had a weight room right. downstairs in the lobby of the men's dorm. <laughs> right. So like in the girls' lobby, they had you know chairs and a TV and tables and places to sit and talk. And in the guys, they had weights. <laughs> Probably because they destroyed all the furniture. With guys throwing them down and grunting all the time. <laughs> exactly. This was it's the total opposite of Planet Fitness. So there you have it. Um, so if you if you if you're Frank and you're asking me, Aaron, should I join a gym? Well, you have to decide, A, uh, is it going to be something that you're willing to commit to because it is a, a time and money commitment? And if it is, then I would visit the gym that's closest to you first. Talk to the people that work there. Look at it out. Look at it. Check it out. Make sure it's, it's, it's in good shape and has plenty of equipment and those kind of things. And then evaluate how much it's going to cost you. And then I would go look at two or three more unless there's only one option. Well, Aaron, it, um, if I'm going to do one of those free trial things, mm-hmm. what should what should I do once I get there? How do I may, how do I truly try out a gym so that I know it's going to suit my needs? That's a great idea. Great great question again. A couple of ways. A lot of times they'll give you also a free uh, time with a trainer, like an abbreviated like a thirty minute session with a trainer for free to try to to hook you in. If that's the case, take advantage of that because then you can learn some things and that. Otherwise, what I would do is go in with an idea that uh, what you want to do so you're not just wandering around aimlessly. If you, if you don't have any idea how to work out in a gym, ask some friends that you know that work out that seem to be reasonably sane or Google it. There's all kinds of things out there, but I, this is what I would do. I would go in and I would get on the elliptical or whatever your cardio uh, device of choice is. I'd probably do this second actually. And then I would do some light weights. Just try out some of the equipment. I'd probably like look down this line of equipment and I would go down and do every piece of equipment just a little bit. Cause I'm not there really to try to get my workout in necessarily. I'm there to, to try out the gym and see how, see what I like, see how the equipment works. Um, see, talk to the people that are there. Hey, do you like it? You know, and that kind of thing. Check out the locker room. <laughs> that's, a, that's another check out the locker room. Make sure the bathrooms are clean. Uh, see if they have a place to store your other things that you might bring in with you. If they have a, you know, the one of the last place that I was at, they had a nice little, key hook thing where you could hang your keys by the at the desk so you didn't have to have your keys in your pocket but you didn't have to also didn't have to go get a locker so it was that was very convenient um but yeah go in with the plan try out lots of lots of the different pieces of equipment hit some dumbbells hit some barbells try out the um the uh, cardio device of your choice and and see how you like it some people just don't take to the gyms some people love it. some something else to remember too if you're gonna get into learning about how to work out at a gym is that everyone has a different opinion. It's just like how to yes. run or how to ride a bike or anything like that. So if you go to fitnessworld.com and you read their articles on how to get started in a gym and then you go visit our buddy Steve Cam and you go to nerdfitness.com, he's going to tell you that that is not how you're supposed to work out, period, whether you're in a gym or not. And here's what you can do with the stupid machines that they've got in there so that you right. can get a real workout and not tear up your joints and then you're going to talk to a third person that says well none of those people know what they're talking about and then your buddy that's at the gym is going to say well this machine works best if you sit on it backwards and put one leg up in the air and put a finger on your forehead and cross your eyes and hold your breath and then do it as fast as you possibly can that's why i mentioned about uh, ask one of your friends that appears to be sane (laughs) yes yes (laughs) Because but I that just, other guy's gonna be there when you go work out, so you might as well get ready to hear it from him. It was so funny, I, and it's it's funny that you mentioned that. The gym that I was member a member of for two months, you know, I went three times a week for two months, so that's what tw- twenty five times I was probably in that gym. And that little bit of time, I saw you know many of the same guys in there, struck up some conversations. There were these two guys that just cracked me up. One guy had no neck; his shoulders were just these giant rounded mounds of flesh that went straight up to his ears. You know, he it's, he was just like solid muscle from his sternum to his nose. And the first time I noticed him, the only thing I ever saw him do, ever, the only thing I ever saw him do Please was put five 45s on each side of the shrug machine, wrap his hand yes. wraps, because he had to have hand wraps and grip it, and do shrugs. 
with the 545s and do like five sets of those while I was doing the dumbbells over next to him. And that was the only thing I ever saw him do. I never saw him get on any elliptical. I never saw him lift any dumbbell curl, uh, do any dumbbell curls, lat pull downs, nothing. The only thing I saw him do <laughs> was shrugs with like, what was that, nine, uh, 10 times, 450 pounds shrugs, just set after set of them. I don't, I don't have any idea. But the other guy that was even, even funnier was this guy who probably weighed about 140 pounds. He was the quintessential geek. Had the big horn ring, big frame glasses that were too big and they're always kind of sliding down, hanging off his nose like this while he was working out. And kind of had this wide-eyed kind of beaker-looking expression. T-shirt with the sleeves cut out. The old 70s style Napoleon Dynamite shorts, you know, with the, the white stripe right. down the side, the elastic band. And uh, like Converse tennis shoes with mid-calf socks. And his workout was grab the dumbbells and one, a two, a three, a four, a five, a six. As fast as you go, put them down. Woo. Shake it out. Walk around. Shake it out. Walk around. Go back. Oh, a two, a three, a four, a five. <laughs> he was like, he was the speed workout guy. And, uh, awesome. and I thought, if I talk to this guy, I know what he's going to. And so I just, I could just picture him. I went to high school with this guy. I'm not going to say his name, but I went to high school with him. Not really, but went to I got high school exactly with a guy like him. And so one day I, I had a conversation with him and he's like, so, uh, um, when you work out, do you like to do like, do you like to do 25s and 30s or 30s and 35s? Or do you start with the 20 and then go to the 30? I mean, it was just, he was a nerd fitness guy. I mean, he was the quintessential nerd trying to work out and become buff. It was, it was, it was quite funny. Um, I was all, I was more power to him. I, I, I wasn't taking anything away from him. He was putting effort in. He was working hard, but just the, uh, his garb and the way he, he, he was a nerd. And that's fine. I'm a nerd too. I don't, I don't that's mind awesome. at all. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here on a podcast with Tony Stark behind me in the background. Uh, so I, I don't have a problem with nerds at all. Don, we chat. We love chatters. All right. We love chatters. In the chat room. Awesome. So, Mark, did I we're, put that in there? What do you do when you show. get there? Have a plan before you walk in the door, set yourself up for success? Or did you type that? Yeah, that was you. That was, Man, that was I don't totally even put that in there. I just led me. you into it. That's oh, my Don, you put that you in there? It was me. You guys. Did you put that okay. in there, Don? You're totally cutting me out of the conversation. I don't even remember don't. doing that. that was I wrote me. that. And it's, it's I was so just smart. doing my real radio announcer segue. See, that's awesome. What? All right. I was Anything trying to segue. Jim, anybody? That we we're going to have, have a question about a gym. You have a comment room? about a gym. Do we even have anybody in the chat room? I don't know. Mark, you yeah, started 45 minutes late, things. so it's not. It's not unlikely that people left. <laughs> Aaron can't handle doing the chat room and the show anyway, so I'll say not, not with this one little monitor. It's just not enough room. So pesto shrimp farfalar, farfalai, farfal, farfar. What is that, Don? It, it's good. No, what it, is farfar? Oh, uh, bow tie. It's bow ties. Bow tie pasta. Why don't you just put pesto shrimp bow tie pasta? <laughs> That's not what Weight Watchers decided to call it. Far, far, lying. Far, far. So it's good, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, the recipe <laughs> actually walks you through making pesto. You can get pesto in a can at the store, but you're going to end up with more uh, more olive oil and that sort of thing. This so, is homemade pesto. This is homemade pesto. It's, it's presto it's pesto. Presto pesto. Presto pesto. It's really not terribly complicated to uh, to put together either, and it's it's pretty darn tasty. We've done it with the presto pesto, the homemade pesto that's in the recipe, and with can of pesto. Um, I don't know how many points are in it if you do the can of pesto, but you can fairly easily go on WeightWatchers.com and look up all the ingredients. Of course, right. if you wanted to do it that way. I mean, classic but pesto is basil, olive oil, and pine nuts. What what's in this recipe? Basil, olive oil, and Walnuts. There you go. And Parmesan cheese. Don't forget the Parmesan cheese. Mark. And lemon zest. Garlic. Lemon zest. Mm-hmm. Water. We'll read the rest of them. Far, far. Bowtie. And eight uncooked shrimp, about eight extra large, peeled, deveined, and cut in half lengthwise. Asterisk. Yes. Or use a half pound of large or medium shrimp left whole. Yes. Cool. I love shrimp. That's one of my it's favorite not, It's not chicken. I thought you'd enjoy it, Aaron. And I, you know, I appreciate you putting the recipe in there finally, Don, that I could actually eat besides tofu. Lack, lack of anaphylaxis is good for dieting. I have more. I enjoy Dima, actually, but that's okay. 
people confuse the two. All right. So there it is. If you have any more questions about joining a gym, uh, feel free to email me at double A R O N at one meal on workout.com. That's A A R O N. Uh, just like Frank did. If you have a show suggestion, we're going to do a follow up topic next week that Frank also suggested. Uh, and, uh, Excited about that. We're going to have back our friend Adam Brown, our very first One Million Workout podcast guest is returning after 42 episodes. He's back. It's going to be awesome because it's going to, we're going to give you another option, guys. And that is what I touched on with Mark, the home gym. We talked about working out at home before with no weights, but what if you really want to get like a little home gym going on? Adam's going to talk about that because he has a pretty awesome one, a pretty sweet one. So, Mark. <clears throat> If you people listen to this podcast, they've heard this last spiel. If you're a regular listener to the podcast, feel free to stop it now. Uh, <laughs> what's the, <laughs> I'm just kidding. You have to listen to every single word. Tell us about elementop.com, what that is, and how people can go to it. And is there a way they could support you financially, Mark, just by clicking a link that has something to do with Wonder Woman? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I did have a listener tell me recently that uh, when, when I start the uh, contact information, they know they can go ahead and skip to the next podcast in their feed. Yeah, you uh, mentioned that in the art of podcasting. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, elementop.com is the uh, publishing house, the internet production company that brings you the One Meal, One Workout podcast, which yes, I think I say at the beginning of every show, brought to you by Element OP Productions. Uh, so, uh, there you can find other podcasts, not, not any of them involving dieting. Uh, they're all different. There's a couple of, uh, tech ones, uh, an education one and, uh, one that is just general zaniness all the way around. Uh, so check us out there. You can also find the forums, the, uh, the one meal, one workout forums. That is where the community, the one meal, one workout community lives. You can go there and, uh, uh, communicate with others who are on the same journey you're on. And if you happen to be doing any Amazon shopping, simply uh, replace the regular Amazon URL with uh, elementopi.com slash Amazon or go to our website and just click the Amazon link. Once you do that, you will be sent taken to the regular Amazon webpage. You won't see anything different. It won't we'll cost you anymore. Difference. It'll be exactly the same. And in fact, you just make that your bookmark to Amazon. You'll always go there every time. And when you make a purchase, uh, they'll break off a little piece of it and send it our way. So it doesn't be cost you anything. Fantastic. Because that would help me help Mark help you to lose weight. So how can you lose weight, guys? Shop on Amazon via elementopi.com. Buy chocolate on Amazon and you'll be skinny by morning. That's exactly. Or you could buy some pesto shrimp far, far away. Uh, and that would work just as well, too. So Don, Mark, uh, hope you have a fantastic week. Everyone out there listening in uh, one million workout land. Um, take care. Eat well. I won't tell you in the morning um, because that's the princess bride line that doesn't really fit in this circumstance. But remember, before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your healthcare provider.